wrestling diehards only, this is the Idaho Matt Chat Prepcast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in. We are back at it here for season two, episode two of the Idaho Matt Chat Prepcast on IdahoSports.com, talking about the great sport of wrestling week in week out in the state of idaho we are coming to you live tonight on the idahosports.com youtube channel facebook page twitter account as well as the idaho wrestling news facebook page and for the first time for those that may not be on social media well it's not really fair that you guys and gals get to miss out so you can also watch this live on idahosports.com all you have to do is go to idahosports.com the top of the home page, you'll see a little tab that says game streams. You click on that, you'll see Matt Chat episode two. You hit that and you'll get live video there as well. Now, if you want to participate in the conversation tonight, you will have to be on social media. But if you just want to sit back and watch and you don't have any social media accounts, you can now watch the Matt Chat prep cast on idahosports.com. Again, just click on that game streams tab and we ask that you know while you're hanging out tonight and we want you to give shout outs to your favorite teams players coaches if you've got questions throw them in the chat and we'll throw them up on the screen and talk about it really you the fans direct where the the course of the show goes um but if you in, in addition to that if you could also hit that like button and then share this when it's done, it'll help all those other people find it a little easier uh, tomorrow, the next day, the next week as they watch it on replay. All right, enough of that long-winded diatribe. My name is Brandon Bainey. Let's introduce you to our panel tonight. First up, he was absent week one, but he's back and better than ever. Jacob Eck. Jacob, how are you? I'm good. I'm happy to be back. Yeah, we're glad to have you back. You were uh, on vacation last week with the family, so back in the swing of things now. Oh, I was watching. I was tuned in. But <laughs> Yes, and you definitely had some some comments um, on Facebook as well. Also joining us tonight, Brian Zollinger from East Idaho. What's up, Brian? I love what's going on, fellas, wrestling fanatics out there. <laughs> definitely. And, of course, it wouldn't beat the Mad Chat Prepcast without Coach Al, Al Fontes. What's going on, Al? I'm tired, to be honest with you. Um, between practice and prep and all these reviews, I have to be honest, I need a break. <laughs> One day, that's it. Well, you can uh, you can rest tomorrow, Al. Tomorrow, gotta... that's it. I'll be fine after that. That's right. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm having fun. Yeah, for those that may not have seen, earlier today on IdahoSports.com, we dropped Al's previews 5a 4a 3a 2a and the girls division he went in depth with returning placers returning champions teams to watch the big storylines all of it is on the homepage at idahosports.com al i just have to say incredible job once again on that season preview everybody should definitely go check it out it's right at the top of the homepage at idahosports.com i know that was a big undertaking for you no, it was a lot of work, but I do it for the love of sport. I think, you know, there's been a few errors on it. People have let us know. I appreciate that. I take ownership of that. Um, we'll try to make the corrections. Appreciate it. It's just a lot of data out there at the process. No doubt. And uh, lest you think this is just coming from me, Al, everybody is appreciative. Matthew says, thanks for everything, Al. Bridget says, thank you. Steph says, Al, you're the man. Uh, Bethany says, yes, thank you for sure. Um, Jacqueline is here tonight. She says, hello, Brandon. And hi, Jacob. Maddie said hi. <laughs> Matthew's finally freshman on. 
Hamilton's are coming this year. (laughs) Definitely. And we talked about that last week a little bit, you know, freshmen that we're keeping an eye on as the season progresses. So yes, tell us where you're watching tonight, who you're repping and throw your comments or questions in the chat. And we will throw them up on the screen for you, the Idaho wrestling community. Of course, we always start the show. And real quickly, uh, Jacqueline says, uh, thank you. Jesse Viegas is another freshman to watch. Keep an eye out for Jesse this season for sure. Okay, we always start the show with, now that we're back into the regular swing of things, the best thing that we saw from the past week. Jacob, I'll let you bat lead up on this. What was the best thing that you saw from the past week in wrestling? Uh, I went to the Marsh Valley Tournament just Friday. So there's actually some good wrestling that happened, I think. Pugsley, the Buell freshman, versus Bowen, Soda Springs. Overtime, that was a good match. Just pretty much everything. Everybody's starting to get in the swing of it. <clears throat> so it was good stuff. I, I enjoyed the Marsh Valley Tournament. Okay, Brian, you're up next. What was the best thing you saw from the past week? You know, Jacob stole it. That, that match between uh, Bowen and Pugsley, Pugsley being a freshman and Bowen obviously returning state champion. That was impressive. So I'm going to say instead, I'm going to say Jerome winning both the boys and the girls division at the Tim Matthews Invitational this week was impressive to win both of those. Always nice when you can represent uh, at your home venue, essentially, Tim Matthews, for sure. What an outstanding performance by Jerome. Good one. Al, what was the best thing you saw from the past week? I was at the Warhawks uh, tournament at Ridgeview. Uh, it was primarily a JV tournament last year, and they started doing varsity. I want to just say the staff there did a professional job running a tournament for the first time that big. You know, they had a few kinks here and there, but they worked it out, and everything went well. And uh, like you said, I saw a few freshmen. I'm like, whoa, okay, they're going to be in the mix by the end of the year. I mean, i just give you one a kid named uh, Camden Coons from um, – uh mountain home he was pretty i think he's a freshman he seemed he was pretty tough so we see jacob do you know much about him i believe he trains at the southern idol uh regional training center yeah, Other than that, yeah he looked pretty tough much. he beat another tough uh freshman at uh, tobias uh, gully and from meridian meridian has a lot of good freshmen coming up so they're gonna be tough to beat but no that was just a good tournament well-run tournament No doubt. The best thing that I saw from the past week was from Skyline High School, where Xander Zollinger picked up career win number 100. Brian, I believe it's 101 now, right? It's actually like 108. He got at the uh, tournament before and just wanted to, coaches wanted to recognize him the night of a home duel. So, yeah, it was fun. He's, He's had to work hard to get it, but he got there. What a cool accomplishment. That's a hundred is not easy. So it's yeah, it's not, not as tough as it used to be back when we were limited to 25 matches plus district and state. It was, you had to be like 95% win, but it's still, it's a great accomplishment still. Yeah. Well, uh, Brian, that's a back in my day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. For sure. Okay. So we're starting to get lots of comments here in the chat. Lynn, of course, watching from post falls, Idaho tonight. Jacqueline's here from Post Falls as well. Lisa says Middleton, Idaho tonight. Go Vikes. Yeah, Middleton has looked good to start the season. Matt Biggs says, Al, the best thing that he saw was the Boise wrestler who got life flighted out, was able to walk and return to the Calhoun Classic the next day. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, that's good. Good news. Good news. 
Yeah. Um, and here's some comments about you guys were talking about uh, Camden from Mountain Home. Jose giving a shout out there, as is Nicole. She says Camden is awesome. Yes, he is a freshman. So um, we were talking about the Calhoun Classic. Jimmy says, how about Fruitland winning the Calhoun Classic by over 50 points without McKenzie or Lopez in the brackets? Brian, we talked about this last week. 3A appears to be, you know, the door is open. South Fremont's kind of had the, the run on things lately, but Fruitland, Buell, a lot of good teams ready to pounce. Yeah, Fruitland is just so deep. I mean, I think they remain my favorite Uh a lot of depth coming back, and they're definitely going to be competitive. As we stated, you can't count Seth Fremont out. They had a good tournament up at the Buell. Uh, was it the Butte City Mine Mining Duels? And that they, you know, they're bringing a lot back with Packer and, and Banta. So you can't count that amount. But that was super, definitely impressive of Fru- Fruitland. Uh, Zach says the best thing he saw was on the girls' side. Uh, Jacob uh, Sheen and Scott at Marsh Valley. Super cool to see the excitement that those girls bring to the sport. What did you see from the girls competing at Marsh Valley? I'm not gonna lie, I stayed in the one gym, and then <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't move off my seat. Um, the baby sat there, and we watched intently, played some toys, played some ball, enjoyed it, and then. Yeah, I mean, I looked at the results, that's for sure. Though it'll be fun to watch in the state tournament, that's for dang sure. Yes, you've got a young one. Uh, are we at a year yet? We're getting close, right? Close, like almost 11 months. So, wow, yeah, we're we're closing in. So, I'm already trying to brainwash him, take him sit in the stands, <laughs> pay attention, pay attention, pay attention, stuff like that. That's what Brandon, garage, I can tell you. Oh, I'm sorry. So, you know, our garage is a resting room, and I just open the door and be like, Pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. So <laughs> we'll probably end up liking soccer or something like that. So that'll be even better. <laughs> I'll have a goal out there soon. Right. <laughs> go, go ahead, Al. Oh, I was going to talk about the girls' side. Uh, I know Eagle, Rocky, uh, uh, Weezer, and Glenn Ferry went up to LeGrand and they did it pretty good there. Eagle took second place to LeGrand and Rocky was right B right behind them so we have some good representation there in oregon with the yeah. girls yep for sure john says the best thing he saw from last week was uh the hawaii duel versus meridian last match of the day maxim osmond versus carson gooley fourth place versus state champ max wins by fall just into the second period brian that's a big message being delivered yes it is it's definitely impressive I would I would like to see that match. You know, I saw the results, but that's it's impressive for sure. Now, Al, on the other side of that, Carson's going to remember that, right? He's going to file that away and keep that in the yeah. back of his head. Yeah, Osmond's good. He took fourth at state last year, um, and you know, Gooley won it. So that's good to have that kind of rivalry head, you know, throughout the year, so we can go to state. It'll be that much better. Um, Is Gooley going down? To ninety five. Don't have any information on that. Yeah. So, no, we'll know at Raleigh, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, so. you know, a lot of Maybe. people cut down an extra weight class for that. So, yeah. you never know. Plus four is pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Game a little bit. I don't know. In, in politics, they always talk about before an election, there's always an October surprise. I feel like with some of these weights, we sometimes get that February surprise as well, just before the postseason starts up for sure. Um, okay, we're getting more comments in here. Mario says, let's go, Minico. Um, and we'll get to a, another question about Minico here in just a second. 
Lynn says post falls wrestling did awesome at the top finish tournament over in Washington. And Matthew says the same thing. Best thing I saw was the heavyweight match for the finals in Toppenish. Post Falls versus Toppenish turned into a WWE match. Double leg into the score table. Tensions were high. Good competition throughout. <laughs> for sure. Love that. Um, yeah. Uh, Bethany says that was something. I think she's talking about the Hawaii uh, Meridian battle that we were talking about. Uh, and Jimmy says Ghoulie is going to 195. So there All you right. go. Asked and answered. Uh, Jed here tonight representing South Fremont, of course. Go Cougs. Um, okay. And now here's a question. I want to pose this to Al. Hmm. Vance says, with Minico's B team taking second to Jerome at the at the Tim Matthews, where does their A team rate? I mean, we've talked about coming in. Minico is just strength in numbers, right? The heavy favorite this year at four. Yeah, when when you can count both the first and second team wrestler, Minico has an army. Um, you look at Bishop Kelly, they got five returning state champions. I don't think another team in the state has that many state champions, and they have some solid seconds. But being a numbers game, it's gonna be they're gonna be very difficult to beat at state. If it was just the top wrestlers, Bishop Kelly would be very difficult to beat. And so, of course, in a duel, take Bishop Kelly. Yeah, it's very interesting how yeah. the, the two lineups are are built a little bit differently. Uh, you'll remember last week on the show we made our official championship predictions. Al, you took you took Minico. Uh, Brian and I both took BK. So we'll we'll see how that bears out as the season goes along. Tyler says, let's go, Jerome. Yeah, and, and Jerome, you know, is going to be in the mix as well, Al. They'll be right there near the top of the podium also this year. That's right. They have a lot of numbers as well. Yep. Uh, Bethany, when she was talking about, uh, you know, the match was really something to watch. She was talking about that top ish heavyweight showdown <laughs> with Post Falls. So there you go. Um, here is Hoyt, uh, Hoyt Haas from Lewiston. Top moment for him was Jolie Slider taking the state champ versus state champ matchup in Kellogg. Uh, Al, we talked about, uh, what a great opening weekend of girls competition we had. And then one of the big in-state meets this weekend up North was in Kellogg. Great opportunity for, for Jolie Slider. Yeah, she's tough. I mean, two-time state placer, state champion. She's placed at Fargo. Um, she's definitely one of the best in the state and she's ranked nationally. So she uh, has a good career ahead of her. A lot of potential. Yeah, as I was putting together the collage of uh, wrestlers for your preview, Al, I was putting the graphic together for the website. I chose one from each, you know, 5A, 4A, 3A, 2A, and the girls. They look good. The girls' division was a no-brainer, right? I had to go with Jolie Slider. I mean, she is the big story this year mm -hmm. um, in, in girls' wrestling. There, there are others as well, certainly, but uh, we're really keeping an eye on that young lady from Lewiston, no doubt about it. So um okay uh we should also mention so the previews dropped today on idahosports.com tomorrow we will have our first rankings of the season that's right we go classification by classification we go weight class by weight class it's something the whole team at idahosports.com pitches in on and uh, i know everybody's really excited to see those debut rankings just remember early on in the season we're getting a feel for things just like everybody else is so 
um, you know, it's just a fun jumping off point to start the discussion. So stay tuned for that. That'll be up sometime tomorrow morning on idahosports.com. Um, okay, Matthew's got a question for us. I'll pose this to Jacob. Which schools lost the most seniors last year, and what juniors through freshmen are going to fill those shoes? Probably South Fremont that I know of off the top of my head. They lost a lot, but they're pretty deep. So <clears throat> as far as as far as South goes, it's going to be Bantha, Packer, Clark still back, and then I'm Jed does a good job, Coach Clark. So I'm sure they'll be ready in the mix. <clears throat> Outside of that, I don't know who even lost that much. You could say Meridian a little bit, but they're so loaded. I think Alice Preview, they had 60 incoming freshmen to watch. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe a little over top, but they still had a lot. No, every one of those kids placed at either one of the districts or placed in the state. So I watched them this weekend. If they don't place this year, they're going to be placing next year. They're going to fill some strong – in fact, yeah, they're going to fill some strong shoes. Yep. Jose says Nampa. I don't know if he's shouting out Nampa or if he's saying Nampa is a team that lost a lot. I feel like Nampa's got some pretty good individuals coming back. And that's why I wanted to ask Jacob first, because he's kind of got the the 1000 foot view. Al, you're more, you've been drilling into the data all week. So I knew you would be able to come in after and really fill in. <laughs> hammer it home. Yeah. Hammer it out for sure. Nampa um, did lose a lot of their horses, but they also yeah. didn't lose. And then their twos all rose a little bit. So New Plymouth lost a, a handful as well, but they, you know, they always do a great job of reloading and, you know, I think they're going to be competitive again this year, but New Plymouth lost a handful of sen- seniors as well. Yeah. Their, 38 came back. The Their 38, Skylar Rodriguez, that kid can wrestle. Yes. No doubt. He, he sat out all last year and I got to watch him a little bit last week. That's awesome. Yep. Uh, Jose says Nampa did lose a lot of seniors and Hoyt says Lewiston lost eight out of their 15 man lineup. Brian, that's, you know, some programs have to rebuild and some reload. You hope that the practices in the years prior were good competitive ones. Cause now it's up to that next wave to step up and fill it in. Yeah, for sure. And you know, Lewiston's bringing Hoyt back. That's all they need there. I mean, he's, he's a fireball in the practice room. So, uh, He'll get all those underclassmen whipped into shape quick. So, you know, Lewiston will reload, but they did lose a lot of sen- seniors. Um, I saw Matthew Hamilton's com- com- um, comment on Edstrom coming in. I believe Edstrom's going to Madison instead of South Fremont, but he is, you know, an up, up and coming freshman. So, South doesn't get Edstrom. I believe he's going to, to Madison. Yeah, and that's uh, something that we've talked about here in the early going, maybe not on the show, but behind the scenes a little bit. New faces in new places, right? Uh, that's happened a couple of different places. Um, I guess, Al, what what is one face in a new place that you're keeping an eye on this year? Say that again. What's what is what is one new face in a new place? Maybe somebody switched schools or it's a freshman coming into a different spot. What's one that you've got your eye on? Well, you got uh her shirt from Caldwell, he's at Nampa now. Um, so uh, you know, he's he's changing divisions, so we'll see how he does. He's he, he looked good when we saw him at the uh Donnelly duel, so he's definitely going to help uh Nampa be in the mix, Brian. Uh, I saw, I saw, was it Coulter Burton is at century now, right? 
previously yep. at American Falls? Yep, that's going to be a fun one to watch. And the other one that's a, a big one is uh, Saxton Scott from Bonneville to Idaho Falls. So, I think, yeah. you know, those are probably two of the biggest right there with Burton, obviously, and, and then Saxton Scott. That's a big one too, as well. So, yeah, I was hoping to see a Coulter Burton, uh, Mac Mauger, but obviously they uh, are in, separated by a few weights. So we, we got Mauger and Eck. That was pretty good. Yep. <laughs> That's that is a pretty good. That's a that's a good you know <laughs> second second banana for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk. Uh, Zach says Malad is a young team to watch at two A this year. Drake is a killer, but the rest of them are super tough as well. Uh, again, Brian, you and I both picked Malad last week in our official two A championship predictions. I thought I was going to really come in with this under the radar <laughs> pick. You stole all my thunder. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Malad, they're a great team, obviously, and, and talk about freshmen. I mean, Drake Morrison goes undefeated this weekend. Uh, they've got the Willie kid down down low. A um, couple Willie kids, actually. I believe they're, they're brothers there. Um, Potter kid at 13 is solid. Uh, Blaze Wright at 95. I mean, they, they've got a stacked lineup. A lot of, you know, they've probably got 10 kids that could or should place at state. Um, and so that's that's a solid team. I was hoping you guys were going to leave them off so I could come back on this week and be like, you guys missed this. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. Right. <laughs> I was trying to ask the tough questions so I could come in and give give one or two, but. Hammer it home for sure. Um, okay. So we were talking about, you know, uh, weights and our guys dropping down, our guys moving up. Uh, so Max Osmond coming off that, that big win over Carson Gooley. Uh, he's, he's planning on going 195 this weekend at Wiley Dobbs. What do you think about that, Jacob? A lot of confidence after, I mean, a week ago, I'm sure ready to go. It'll be, it'd be interesting. You have to slay the dragon a few times. So like we were saying, the gap is closing. Some of these state qualifiers are starting to close the gap. So summer wrestlers make winter champions. So some of these kids have been working hard over the summer and they're closing that gap on some of these kids. So we'll see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like, it's like a video game, right? you you beat it on one mode and now you're going to up the difficulty level. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brian, I cut you off there. Go ahead. No, that Wiley Dobbs, you know, if, if Osmond goes down to 95, there could be some really good matchups, you know, at that tournament this weekend as well. So that's going to be fun to watch. Yep. Uh, okay, Tom, Tom's got a comment here, and I think this is a good discussion point for us as well. He says, I want to see Coulter wrestle Morrison since they're the same weight. So we're talking about matchups we want to see, you know, just in our dreams, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna pose this to each of you. What is the one dream matchup you'd like to see? We can go different weights, but let's try to keep it somewhat close, right? We're not gonna have you know a heavyweight wrestle, you know, 120, something like that. Um, I'll give you guys a second to think about it. I'm ready. Um, and then, and then we'll. I want to hear in the in the comments too what everybody would love to see for dream matchups. Al, you're ready. Go for it. What's your Let's dream? See, uh, Jason Mara and Skellinger go <laughs> <laughs> because they're both solid power, strength, technique. They're very advanced. I would love to see that match. That'd be epic for sure. Yep. Um, Matthew Hamilton agrees with you, Al. Yeah. Same. I was going to use Mara too, but I want Mara Mauger. <laughs> okay. All right. That's, that would be a tough, tough one for Mac, but I, you know, I'd like to see it. 
fantasy <laughs> wrestling league. Yep. Tomorrow <laughs> better than on a treadmill. Right. Uh, Brian, did you have one that popped into your head? You know, before Al said that, I was thinking the same thing. Martino and, and uh, Mara would be great as well. You know, both just fundamentally sound. I mean, there's we got so that one. that you could name. We got Mara and Martino. Did we get that? Yep. Uh, Donnelly Duels. Oh, did they? Did they? I did not see that. 3 I think, Mara. Did they like hit each other? Oh, well, I'm going to yeah. have to find that. I hope, yep. I hope there's video of that because I would love to see that one. Same. Yeah. yeah. Mara's about impossible to score on. So, yeah. Right. So, how did it turn out? Mara won. I, I think 3 0, but wow. Mara, Mara McKenzie hit, and then Mara Martino hit, and Martino McKenzie hit. <clears throat> that group of I was in the other gym when that happened. Because we had two gyms, so I didn't get to watch. Three Mara. Yeah, man, you're you're in the wrong gym if you miss that matchup. Because I happened. know I had to be with yeah. my team, so we were wrestling the other gym. <laughs> oh, this is when you need a body double, Al, that can just stand in for you, and then you just sneak off. That's it. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm going. One more is one we could get: uh, Exford and Burton. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, that one's possible. They're both good with positioning. They're both good in uh, attacking, countering. That would be a real interesting match. Could it that happen at Bali? That match won't be 2-1. That's going to be 14-12 or something yeah. crazy. That's, Could that's that happen don't at care Raleigh? About yeah. Yeah, Raleigh for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Let's make it happen. Um, okay. Amy also said Burton had a solid matchup against Robinson at Marsh. I think you'd agree with that, Jacob. Yeah, it was close. I think they've wrestled twice now. One was Tech, and then 12, 5, wow. 12, 6, 12, yeah. 4, something like that. So he wrestled good, took him down a road to absolute, like a stuffed pig the first period. He wrestled really hard. I think uh, that's that's the 3A sneak right there, Colin Robinson. I like that. I like that pick. Yeah, that's 38. a good one. 38's a little. We need to see what happens in the next couple of weeks. But Colin Robinson gets all the way in shape. He's a dangerous, dude. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Jimmy says uh, Mackenzie and Martino was a great match, too. So Martino's already had a couple of really good matchups. Al, you were talking about this. Bishop Kelly was over competing in LeGrand, right? Yeah, LeGrand, Le Oregon. They won the tournament. Um, they uh, is I think it's called the Molenberg tournament. They had uh, five champions and twelve placers overall. Uh, their champions were Castagneto, Martino Skellinger, Carlos Valdez, and then uh, Phil Jancourt at heavyweight. So they they looked pretty good there. Um, they dominated the competition. Uh, I'm trying to think. The runner up was uh, Legrand, who I think you guys know is like a three time state championship team in their division in the uh, class uh, 4A. And uh, Glenn's Ferry represented well there too. And Weezer took, uh, Weezer placed as well. Uh, they had one champion in Caleb Grove and six placers overall. So not a bad showing for Idaho. That's awesome. Yeah, and look, yeah, LeGrand's no slouch. That was a good competition for all of those Treasure Valley teams to go over and compete for sure. Yeah, and I got a question for uh, uh, Jacob. Henry Thomas of Glens Ferry, what grade's he in? Uh, Price Thomas, that's how I know. I think he's a senior. Okay, 
Yeah, um, yeah, he won it as well. Molenberg won it. I know Molenberg was second. He lost a kid from Oregon uh, in the finals. And then, oh, Price Thomas from Glens Ferry was second as well. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the other Thomas I'd, must be younger. I don't even Yeah, know. must be younger. I mean, he's not yeah. on my radar, so I was just like. Sophomore. There you go. Coach, Coach Bartlett says Henry is a sophomore, Al. Okay, you thank go. you. Yep. Uh, and Amy says, yep, Price is a senior. So there you go. Good, uh, good Glens Ferry pilot info there. Uh, Scott wants to know a uh, Teton question here, Brian. Who's matching Riker Fulmer? Wow. Um, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at, at 3 8, you know, if he sticks, he's a light 82 right now when I was talking to him, but um, I don't, it doesn't sound like he's coming down uh, at 82, at 70. Nobody's matching him either. So, you know, 3 182, it, it's his. Uh, I, I just don't see anybody in 3A taking Fulmer out. I mean, he's undefeated season last year. Um, you know, there could be a surprise matchup. I'm trying to think. I don't know if they go to Raleigh Lane or, or not. I'd have to look. Uh, Tiger Grizz. Yeah, so Tiger Grizz, there could be a matchup there for, for Fulmer, but he's won that the last couple of years too. So uh, I don't I don't see anybody beating him unless somehow we get like a – and I don't know who would win a Hudson Rogers. Uh, Riker Fulmer matchup would be great. Um, you know, I know they're friends and they train together occasionally um, and about the same weight. So that would be fun to see if it happened, but I don't, I don't know that it's going to happen. So I think Fulmer's three, he's going to take it and statewide. I don't know. There's some matchups possibly, but I don't think we'll get to see him. Yep. Yeah. And Scott said that right there. If I, anybody from five, eight sounds like Hudson Rogers yeah. would be a and good. A, and another kid that did good at LeGrand cash Cobb from Weezer to, you know, he's fifth at state last year. He placed third there uh, behind Skellinger. So I've seen him compete. He's a tough kid. So overall good tournament. Yep. Uh, Travis has a question for us here. Uh, what do you think about the four, a wrestlers from North Idaho, Jacob, you got any good info? I wanted to say Hoyt, but then I remember Lewis and his 5A. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. I'm like, Hoyt's has to be 4A. Oh, let me. I'll definitely get a few names for you. I mean, I mean, historically, Lake, Lakeland has always been kind of the strong program up north for 4A. So now Edel Butte's back home. Yeah. They're going to be uh, turning stuff around. You know, um, Sandpoint's got a couple. Of, you know, uh, Shane Sherrill went back to Fargo, had a pretty good tournament. Uh, Sherrill should be competitive. Um, trying to think, Lakeland's got um, Nop. Uh, yeah, Nop's there. Nop. Uh, Jaren Nop. I think it isn't that where uh, oh, the green at like 160, 170, isn't he up there? Dylan Scott at 220 from Lakeland is, you know, solid wrestler at 4A. Um, Carson Leonard, freshman, that's another freshman that should be on everybody's oh, yeah. radar up at Lakeland. I don't think he's lost yet this season. And so. You know, at 113, he should be competitive in 4A. Yeah. I mean, it'll be it'll be fun to watch those teams develop as the season goes along for sure. They're always punching up, you know, going against 5A competition in bigger schools for sure. Uh, Bugsy, he's a former Lakeland and Coeur d'Alene guy right here. He says, don't forget about the newcomer Leonard, Clint's kid. Yep. So there you go, Brian. <laughs> yep. Right away. Um, okay. We are getting tons of questions, guys. About let's let's start peeking ahead at what's coming up this weekend. It's tri-state. I mean, that is the the topic du jour in in the comments here. Matthew wants to know uh, next weekend which tourney y'all watching close tri-state or 
Al, is there something besides Tri-State you got your eye on? And, um, and then we'll do our, the deep. Our team's going to Reno TOC. I know Meridian will be there. I think Fruitland will be there. Uh, Mountain View will be there. You got the two, I think, two of the best heavyweights in the state with Shiloh Jones and you got uh, McGinnis. Uh, they'll be battling there. And uh, Mountain View's got a few other good kids on their lineup. So that's what I, that's where I'm going. Yep. Uh, and that's, you know, Jimmy says he's going to be at the Reno Tournament of Champions. And Travis coming with fire. Reno Tournament of Champions better than Tri-State. What do you think, Brian? Uh, it's hard to argue that. I mean, people travel for, you know, hundreds of miles to get re Reno Tournament of Champion. It depends on the weight class. Some some years at Tri-State, there's a weight or two that are tougher. But I think overall, uh, Reno Tournament of Champions, I mean, it's a big deal. It's one of the, you know, it, it's up there with the tougher tournaments around the country throughout the season. So that's, I, I got to say tournament of champions is probably tougher overall, but it depends on the year. Okay. Daniel says, put some respect on tri-state. I know the dark North is hard to talk about 67 teams in the smallest gym, crazy atmosphere. And Bugsy says we need to get more Southern teams and individuals up at tri-state. Usually first year teams, only bring like six guys or that's how it was in the past. Yeah. Al, we get good, you know, representation from Washington and Montana and North Idaho, but it is hard for those teams from the South to make that trip North. It's tough because you got the holidays come up, Raleigh lane, people go to Reno TOC. Some of it was just time of the year when people can go make that, that trip. Don't we have a dual meet tournament up there in um, post falls? Isn't there a big, yeah. Uh, is, is the Andrew Beck Memorial, is that, that, that might be the dual tournament that's up there that week. I know there's, yeah. That. So, yeah. And yeah. you know, tri-state, I think Bishop Kelly's going up to tri-state this year. If I didn't, I, I think you're correct. Yep. So, I mean, that's, you know, along with, you know, Lakeland, Lewiston, Post Falls, obviously Weezer, I think is, is there. So there's going to be a handful of Idaho schools at tri-state this year. So that could be fun. Yep. You guys, you guys are thinking of the river city duels. Is what there, you're okay. Yep. Yep, for sure. Um, uh, let's see. Shout out from Richard Jacob Beck. Let's go. He said, my guy. Is that Richard <laughs> Figueroa at Arizona yeah, State? He's yeah, number 125 in the country. Yeah, that dude is a stud. He's, oh, yeah, I remember watching him at the California State Turf. I wish him the best of luck. That's my NCAAs. guy. That's yeah. awesome. He's number one in the country. Oh, he's a real he's deal. <laughs> Don Jacob King champion. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's Jacob's got, Jacob's got the shot out of the season so far. Although, <laughs> you know, Al was pretty good. Yeah. Richard thumbs up. Yep. Oh him. yeah. Um, okay. Jacqueline says, you know, from post falls, we make it down there all the time and, and, you know, we're starting <laughs> to see it. Bishop Kelly coming up this weekend, you know, maybe we can start to make that more of a normal thing. I think a lot of it is just the scheduling, you know, it's gotta, it's gotta make sense on the schedule for those teams. Um, D Daniel says the seven guy rule makes tri-state smaller, but there's no gimme matches and teams rarely bring their B talent, Brian. It really is the best of the best. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I mean, I'd love to see some of the teams East Idaho get up there. You got a lot of tradition with these tournaments. Uh, you know, this weekend, uh, we've had the high, co high country conference duels at Bonneville high school. So there's about, what do they have? 20, 25 teams there. It's a dual tournament. And most of those schools have been coming there for, 20 years so it's you know sometimes hard to break tradition as well so but i'd love to see more teams go up to so brian 
20 years ago when I wrote it, I wrote an article with Wrestling USA about the top tournaments in the country, and I broke it down by the top three, then the region. I remember Tri-State was one of them. I mean, they were there. Tiger Grizz was, right? Mm-hmm. It'd be good to make our our tournaments in the state even tougher. Yeah, yeah. They're, create a gem, right? They're coming yeah. here. It's, you know, other states come here instead of us going there. That'd be great. It, it would be. And, and, and Raleigh's pushing. I mean, Raleigh is a big tournament. Uh, Tiger Grizz this year, I haven't looked at the list of teams, but I heard it's the biggest it's ever been. And, you know, in the early 90s, late 80s, that was a big tournament. So if we've got more teams this year um, than ever, that that should be a decent-sized tournament. With some Get some of the Utah schools back. and Yeah. And give our kids more exposure to the national level. Yep. I, I, I agree. Regionally, there's no reason why we couldn't put on a showcase event. Uh, for sure. Bugsy kind of echoing what we've said. Tri-State is smaller, but usually most guys are state placers or qualifiers as a lot of all Americans in that tournament and they filter out the weak competition. Yes. Uh, historically very tough tournament. If you're at the top of the podium after Tri-State, you have earned it for sure. Um, okay. Uh, John says, um, let's see. Idaho falls, uh, Oh, he'd oh he'd rather Shelly go to Tri-State yeah. than the High Country Conference duels. And we've had a couple of people in the comments say that's where they're going to be at this weekend. Jacob, is that where you're going? That's over there in East Idaho. Probably, most likely on Saturday. Get over there, get some Chick Fil A, and then go watch some go watch <laughs> some duels. It's not the same, you know. Uh, the more the watch wrestling, we love this. Uh, but no, the duels are tough it's a lot of matches in two days and there's there's gonna be some good ones there's gonna be some good weights too that yeah i mean you could get tested real early so brandon talking about all americans i i this past weekend was the walsh ironman in ohio which is by far the number one tournament in the country basically it's where state champions go to lose um (laughs) want to shout out to mac mauger uh Shiloh Jones and Hudson Rogers for uh, going to that tournament. Mac placed eighth. That was a sneak peek of what the NCAs are going to be like. I mean, you want to talk about all Americans and studs. They were good. Shiloh was one match away place and Hudson. Uh, he didn't place by, you know, thumbs up for putting it on the line against the best in the country. Yeah. And that is the best. Very of- intimidating. <laughs> yes. Um, that That's awesome that we had a couple of individuals go over there and represent so well. Um, Colby Cameron says, shout out to the beast Cohen Roberts. He's an animal has been in beast mode early this season, helps ref the little kiddos drove all the way to Spokane to help support the little guys for Lewiston wrestling club. He's a great role model. That's always great to see Jacob when, uh, guys are given back to the youngest level. It matters. That's how you build the tradition, you know, give those little guys something to look up to. Yeah, they need it. Sure. They're going to want to be in one day. Yeah, Jacob, talking about little guys in your region, um, in the clubs, are you seeing an increase of the younger kids? It seems like, I mean, I was talking to Dusty Vaughn. He started a kids club over here in Skyview, and he had almost over almost 200 kids. We're talking grade school level. It's just incredible, the numbers. seems like we're getting a lot of younger kids are coming out. Yeah, I haven't been here long enough to realize, you know, what the numbers, if it's going up or down or what, but it seems like a lot, so. of, a lot more kids. Especially folk style. Like folk style. This folk style season, way more. It kind of 
freestyle Greco is a little different because not everybody's yeah. familiar yeah. with it, but definitely free, they're definitely folks out season. You see a cool. big increase. There's a lot of people doing a lot more wrestling than ever before. Nice. Yep, for sure. All right, guys, I've got a quick rapid fire question and then a deep and then a deeper conversation jumping off point here. All right. So Matt Matthew wants to know. Al, you were talking about all Americans. Which guys had the best off season? Like you said, summer wrestlers make winter champions. Is there one guy that you've kind of noticed th throughout the off season that's really gotten off to a hot start? Well, Mac Mager, I mean, he's a five-time Fargo national champion. Um, he goes to Ironman and places. He took eighth, but eighth is <laughs> – there's state champions that are watching in the stands when he was wrestling, even all Americans. He's one of them that I've been watching so far. Shiloh Nine. Jones. Yeah. Shiloh Jones, too. Um, talking about Shiloh, a lot of people don't know. He's been traveling the country the last couple of years, going to all the major tournaments. He's put in a lot of time. And he's got nine All-American honors between Folkstyle, Fargo, and going U.S. Open. That kid is really, really committed a lot of time, putting it on the line against the best. Yep. Can't go wrong with either of those. And, you know, Skellinger as well. He had a great off-season off Mm -hmm. um, you know, killing it, of course. So I think those are all, all three just great off seasons. Yeah. And talking about Jaden Skellinger, I remember him as a little kid in California in the Concord Youth Club. Uh, he started out around four or five years old and basically he has not stopped training since. So wow. you want to talk about committed. I mean, we're yeah. talking year round. That's it's, it's incredible what he's done, the yeah. passion and love for it. Yeah. For sure. There's, so, so many on that question. I mean, over here, East Idaho, you got Saxton Scott, Bowden Banta, Jackson Packer. I mean, those guys all had great off seasons as well. So it's, you know, it's going to be fun. And a lot of them are going to be hitting each other. You know, it'd be interesting to see where Saxton Scott goes if he's 13 or 20. I'm guessing, I'm pretty sure he's staying 13, but, um, you know, there's Carter Ball and fourth over here. It'll, it'll be interesting to see what matchups we get. No doubt. I hope uh, 13. Yep. For sure. Uh, Cody, we we're talking about youth programs. He says the Thunder Ridge Middle School program is growing for sure. Um, Joshua says he's anticipating a record number of USA memberships purchased in Idaho this year, which is always a good sign. Um, and then we're starting to get, you know, more talk about still tri-state out. Um, we got, we got Hoyt, you know, saying tri-state could be even better if we could get more Southern Idaho teams, we could support our only wrestling college and make Idaho a destination for tough competition. Um, that was kind of echoed by Sean. He says he would love to see a showcase tournament here. Hopefully turf wars comes back at least previous years. We had Idaho studs at the Zinkin and not at the Raleigh. That's definitely turning around a little bit. And now here's Bugsy, Derek Booth, new coach at NIC, North Idaho College in, in Coeur d'Alene. Let's make Tri-State tough again. Al. No, I, I think North Idaho College Booth, I wrote an article. I got to know them a little bit. I mean, they 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 went from not placing in the top three uh, for over eight years or top five. He comes in first year, they're top five. And he's doing a lot of kids from Idaho are starting to join the club. I wish him the best of luck. I really think they can make a top-level team again. Yeah, and it is Idaho's lone college program. Now, this is where I really wanted to steer it. This is something that's been bubbling under the surface the past couple of years in the Idaho wrestling community, Al. And, and you and I have noticed it as we've come in from other states. We have such incredible young men and women wrestling here in Idaho, and then we got to send them away. 
to go compete at the next level. They're sending a lot of kids away. I mean, it, it'd be nice to get Boise back and have something to go to get a Division One. But I truly believe we can have an NAIA program, which the Cascade Conference is huge in this region. Idaho can produce, whether it's what's, – what's some of the NAIA programs? Isn't there one out in Caldwell, uh, Idaho? North? Yeah, Co- College of Idaho. They're yeah. NAIA. Right. I mean, you're talking 12 teams in the region. Everything's here. Great logistics. We can produce a team that can uh, compete right away on the national NAIA right now. And, and yeah. Tra- Travis agrees. We need to make College of Idaho an NAIA program. Uh, Al, in all of the other sports, um, the basketball team from men's basketball made the national championship game last year. The football team is playing in the semifinals of the NAIA national playoffs this weekend. Um and so I agree that the talent is there in the other sports. It would definitely be there in wrestling. And Brian, it's not it's not hard to think back to you know when Boise State had a program and it was rocking yeah. and rolling. Yeah, I'm wearing I'm wearing my shirt from back when they had a program right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and even Idaho State, you know, in high school, uh, Idaho State had a great program in the the early '80s before they cut it. I mean, they cut it probably. 15, 20 years before Boise State did, but they, you know, they've had a wrestling program there as well. So, you know, it'd be nice to, it, I'd love to have D1, but I think a great place to start is the College of Idaho and get an NIA program going. And uh, we could even add some girls wrestling, you know, years ago, uh, some, had some chats with Idaho State specifically about this and uh, the, she was brand new athletic director at the time. And she seemed really interested in adding first girls and then adding a boys program. And, uh, then I think COVID came along and probably haven't had any follow-up, but I think there's opportunity. We need to, as a community, just keep pushing and, you know, push the heads of these colleges and find let's, the funding and let's do it. Let's think about this. So we take the state of Minnesota, great, great wrestling state, but where are they also known for hockey? It would be like having a national championship uh, high school hockey team, having multiple All-Americans in high school and hockey and not having a wrestling program. That's the same thing here. So I hope the administrators are listening to this. It's a win-win. It'd be great for the state because we need to build a future generation of future coaches. Because when we reach, what we're seeing now is just an offshoot of tons of college wrestlers that are coaching now. They're giving back. Yep. And Hoyt had another NAI school in Idaho, of course, Lewiston. Uh, has Lewis and Clark State College also. Um, and we know what kind of baseball program they have year in, year out. They they compete nationally there as well. It, it would be fun to see them uh, compete. You know, for a while, uh, I lived in Haver, Montana, and that's where MSU Northern is. They, they play College of Idaho and all the other sports, and their wrestling program is outstanding. They're not very good at much else, but wrestling they've really got figured out. Um, and so I've, I've been to those duels and, and watching these high-octane college athletes compete. It's really fun to, to watch them compete for sure. So, and yeah. you look at academics too, Brandon. All those, almost every kid I've written about, you look in wrestling, of the 20 plus kids I've written about, half of them are in the honor society. All of them are honor roll. They're great students. We got a, such a great ac- student athlete academics that it would even benefit the academic side of these institutes, not just wrestling. You know, we're trying to produce great people uh, that can go on and um, give back to society. It'd be a win-win, the byproduct of what happened at Boise. The people that are giving back in the community that were part of wrestling in that institute is huge. 
All right. So we've gotten a lot of people in the comments kind of echoing our thoughts, saying, you know, there needs to be more college programs in Idaho. I'm going to put you guys to the test, though. You know, right now we've got 44 likes. If you agree that Idaho college wrestling needs to have more opportunities, hit that like button. I want to see how many, you know, how much we jump in terms of likes. If you agree with that sentiment, um, you're wearing what? What are you wearing, Jacob? Is that a UM Western? No way, Western Wyoming. A Western number Wyoming in the country. Aren't they JUCO? Yeah, number one in the country. Yep. Okay. Hoyt says we got to get you an NIC sweatshirt, Jacob. <laughs> I'll, I'll message my address for sure. Um, Cody says, "Yep, you hit the nail on the head, Al, for sure." Um, and Jacqueline uh says off topic jacob i need a post falls decal for headgear so <laughs> i can do that yep for sure Got a lot of work to do <laughs> yes um okay uh, one last comment on college wrestling then we'll move on jose says treasure valley community college in ontario oregon just across the border is bringing their program back so al that's an option that's closer to home for some of our athletes so they're a community college correct in yes. oregon a right Juco, there. yep Ontario. Yep. Right across the border. So that's good. Um, okay. Um, Travis says we've been working on getting college of Idaho for two years. It's a challenge, but hopefully we'll make it happen. Hey, keep fighting that good fight, Travis. Um, if it's something you're passionate about, reach out. Uh, that's, that's how you can impact change. You know, they reach out. No statistics. We got it. Yep. Al's got the data for sure. Okay, um, back to high school. Uh, we talked about the travel between North and South. Daniel says Timberlake will self-transport to Raleigh. If you want to compete in the tough tournaments, you find a way. I think I saw somebody else this weekend. Maybe it was Moscow or or Lewiston. Maybe somebody had to had to self-travel over to Washington as well um, at the last minute. They didn't have the bus and. It's incredible, Brian, how quickly that comes together when you find out, <laughs> yeah, we're not going to have a bus. Which parents can drive? How many seats can you fill? Yeah, we, we have it all the time over here. Our, years ago, our schools made cutbacks. So any tournament, I think, within 30 miles, the parents have to get them there. And, and people get there, so it, it, it can work. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Ev Evan backing me up on my MSU Northern comment here. Uh, he said, in your defense, Brandon, Haver doesn't have a whole lot outside of wrestling. You are correct. It's like Siberia up there. Uh, most of his buddies went to Great Falls. They also have a very good program there. Great Haver Falls, has a Hodge trophy, though. Only non-D1 with one. Yes, that's for sure. Some good uh, history. Yep. And yeah, okay, it was Lewiston that had to self-travel. Megan says, yeah, Lewiston had to get some vans last weekend to go over to Toppenish, so... Um, our North Idaho wrestling expert on idahosports.com, Ryan Skaggs, is in the chat tonight. What's up, gents? Hey, Ryan, good to see you. I'm sure you'll try to take in some of the tri state action this weekend if you can. Um, Brig says, in the past, with the absence of girls wrestling in college, boys wrestling was attempting cut to make. Adding girls wrestling to college sports might be the best way to get men's wrestling back. What do you think about that, Brian? You know, with Title IX. You know, you have to have an equal number of, of female and male sports. Yep, I, I think it's a great opportunity. I mean, you see it happen, playing out throughout the country. Teams will, schools will have added a girls program and then added a boys. And uh, like I said, discussions with Idaho State a few years back, that's kind of exactly where the athletic director went with that conversation is, hey, we could add a girls and then add a boy and boys program a few years later. So I think it's 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 a great way to get it started. 
Yeah, it'd be great to have a D1. But if you look at D1, there's only four or five women's programs. It's moving very slow. But you look at the NAIA, and they got uh, by 50-plus programs. That it seems to be the fastest-growing division. Yeah, it is exploding for sure. Um, before it gets lost in the comments, uh, Jacob, another East Idaho school, was getting some love uh, in the chat. Madison at the 5A level is a program on the rise. Um, what have you seen from Madison up there in Rexburg? They're good. Coach Peterson kind of started to build a tradition. It takes a long time. It takes a while to buy in. Not a while, but you have a couple years, maybe a couple beatdowns and some duels, and then get your middle school to buy in. Then you get some freshmen, and the upperclassmen kind of take hold of it. Now, I mean, a year or two from now, they'll be – It'll be pretty tough in five, man. You better be ready. Yes, that's what Natalie. It's one of the largest kids programs just in the last two years that we have in Eastern Idaho. Um, You know, Coach Peterson had I think a hundred kids start this fall season there, uh, little kids, and you know that's probably up from twenty twenty five four years ago when he took over the program. So Madison's been fun to watch, and their junior high team this year uh, really rolled. So they they look great two full solid lineups and a great program coming up for sure. I mean, coach Peterson, he puts a lot of time in it throughout, you know, USA Idaho wrestling. He's on the board of directors and travels around with his team. So great program. Yep. Natalie says, yep. The program has grown so much since coach Peterson took over sixth at state in five, a last year, watch out in the next couple of years. And John says, yep. Peterson and his staff are phenomenal. I mean, they've got a huge advantage built in Rexburg's a population of 35,000. There's only one high school. So, you know, you can uh, just turn the corner and you'll find bodies and and numbers for sure at Madison. Um, Okay. Let's see uh, more talk about the college game here. Oh, real quick. Bugsy also says we were talking about finding unique ways to travel. He says it's not uncommon for schools to travel together on the bus too. kids are a bit more friendly toward their peers than they used to be. <laughs> Win-win for everyone Would that. Would that have flown back in the day when you were wrestling, Brian? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, we're going to Reno with Nampa and we've driven there on a bus with the uh, Eagle before and it's all good. They're all kids. They know each other. Yeah, that, that's what's great about the sport. I mean, half of, half of the greatest kids in the state, they'll get together and practice with each other, um, you know, on the weekends or when something's free, when they can. Obviously, they can't have their high school coaches there for some of those practices, but it's just great about the sport. It's a, it's a large family, and, you know, you can go out on the mat and fight, and then the next day get together and practice to get better, and you see it all the time. It's, it's a great sport because of that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we were talking about college wrestling and, and Boise state, potentially Brian, uh, South Fork says, uh, unfortunately JD that's Jeremiah Dickey, the athletic director at BSU has told me they are not in a position to add a sport. Um, and they were having a conversation about adding women's wrestling and they said, not even that is on the table. It's disappointing to hear. It is. I mean, you know, I guess it is what it is, but, uh, everybody in the wrestling community knows when they cut it for, Baseball, that kind of flop. So I, I don't get why they're not in a position to add. Uh, you know, they baseball didn't work out. So let's let's bring wrestling back. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think we're all in agreement there. And Mike says, uh, you know, it's time to grow women's wrestling in Idaho. Al, you know, it's been growing, but Mike wants to see it more. He says we need to catch up to Utah, Washington, and California, and everywhere else for that matter. We have some absolute wrecking balls in the girls' division. Where where are we at compared to some of our peers? 
per capita, we're, we're, we're moving at the same, the national trend. I mean, just last year alone, 17% in one year, if you go back four years, it's probably 80%. I'd have to go back and do the math. I mean, it's exponentially going up. So on a national scales per capita, we are right there with the national trend and growth is since 19, uh, I think 94, it's gone. It's went from 804 girls to 52,000 in the country. So we're on the, we're doing fine in Idaho. The grassroots are growing. Once we get these college girls to come back, start coaching, I think we're going to even see more. Yeah. And, th- and that's the important thing to remember when you're looking at numbers and you see, oh, Utah's exploding and California's exploding. And just remember, Idaho doesn't have the same population base as those other states. So like Al says, you have to look at the per capita numbers. And I think we're right there with them. In terms of per 1.9 million to California's 39 million and declining, but it's 39 million people. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and declining for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just leave that there. We'll leave it there. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. Uh Sean agrees. We have some serious hammers coming up for girls in high school the next three years. Um for sure. Um, and then, you know, Amy talked about, you know, with regard to sharing buses, uh, best on best has helped build bridges between the best wrestlers, regardless of school rivalries, Al, as well. Yeah. I mean, we got best and best here in the, in the treasure Valley, but, uh, Jacob and, um, Brian, you guys do that sort of in the East, right? Yeah. They, they started best on best. Uh, it was going once a week here. Uh, I think it was Tuesday nights at Idaho Falls high school until the high school season started. And, and then we have, you know, some clubs, Eastern, East Idaho elite, uh, kids will get together on their own without their coaches and, mm-hmm. and come in on a weeknight and beat each other up. And that, that goes throughout through the season when there's not duels and, you know, there's no high school coaches there, obviously, but the athletes themselves get together and drill. So yeah, it goes on over here for sure. Yeah, because you're talking a lot of rural areas. Like I think South Fremont has 475 kids in the whole school. I mean, yeah. uh, Buell has 300 and something in the whole school, and they're producing that kind of athletes. So those kids, good program, and then they're training with everyone. They're, there's a lot of traveling going on in that region. I mean, they represent, what, 42% of the All-Americans in Folkstyle Fargo in the last couple of years in that region. So yeah. that's off to everyone that's helping out there. Iron sharpens iron for sure. Um, Renee says a lot of the growth in the West, Idaho, Wyoming, Montana is in the middle school ranks. Does that check out, Jacob? Is that what you're seeing? Middle school? Yeah. That's where they start really developing. Starting to lose now. Uh, <laughs> All right. We're almost <laughs> done, Jacob. I yeah. promise. Is that your baby? Oh, yeah. 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 It's yep. time. All right. Uh, <laughs> and now you. That's where everybody's starting to excel. And then once they get into high school, they already have their routine. They've been wrestling a long time. Then it's just another day at work. But for a lot of these kids, a lot of the freshmen, sophomores right now, juniors, just another day at work. They've been doing it for, I don't know, 10, 11 years by that point. By the time they're in high school, winning state titles is not the biggest thing they've ever done. Right. Being a four-timer, they're like, oh, that's fine. I want to win Fargo. <laughs> like, which is crazy to think, but being a four-timer is almost, or even a state champ, they're like, oh, okay, you take Saxon, Scott. He hasn't won state yet. He just won Fargo, outstanding wrestler. Like, ask him which one he'd rather. We know the answer. Like, yeah. Hey, and Brandon, to backtrack to all Americans uh, that are up and coming, I, Sean Hall from Canyon Ridge, he's a folk style all-American. He did pretty, he's, 
he's a force to be too. He's another kid to watch out that's coming up, younger kid. So just want to add that in there. For sure. Hey, real quick, quick question now, rapid fire. Bob wants to know, what do you think about Alleman from Fruitland? Hardworking kid. I've seen him train in this area, coming over in this area. Great family. Uh, he's a force to be reckoned with. He's putting in the time. So, yeah, he's tough. Yep. I think he was second last year. Yep. Is he a 26 or 20 officially? Anybody know? Not sure yet. Wait and see. Uh, and Molly's just talking about uh, middle school, Heritage Middle School in Meridian had over 100 wrestlers come out this year, which is just incredible. That, yeah, that's Todd, awesome. I mentioned that last week, Todd Hine. He's got a good staff there. Uh, some of the guys, you know, Coach Jensen too, Coach at Heritage are at Rocky. They put in a lot of time and commitment there. Great, great group of coaches. And I think it was up to 100, 107 at one point. So, um yeah, great, great group. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Isaac McKenzie says 120. We were asking, was he going to be at 120 or 26? So we'll make sure Jacob gets that word also. All right, guys, uh, we're going to wrap up with this. We were talking about unique ways to travel, right? Sometimes you got to take vans. Sometimes you got to share buses. Ryan Skaggs, who is a broadcaster for other sports for IdahoSports.com, says, so you're saying a wrestling Uber could be a lucrative enterprise as he calls up <laughs> as he calls up our boss Paul Kingsbury for more revenue for Idaho Sports. <laughs> what do you guys think? Can we get in the Uber business? Do yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Um Jacob, uh 120. Perfect. So there you go. Yep. I was I was hearing 120 could be good. Yeah, see what yeah, happens sure. to 26. Yep. Three, I could have some weights that are pretty ridiculous. Yep. No doubt. All right. Well, we've hit the hour mark, which means it is time to wrap up this edition of the Idaho Matt Chat Prepcast. Big thanks to everybody who participated in the conversation tonight. Um, I know a lot of people that tune in can't see it live. So if you would, on the way out, if you could just hit that like button if you haven't already and then share this when it's done. Everybody can find it a little bit easier amongst the algorithms, whether it's on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter. And also, you know, spread the word. If you've got family and friends that aren't on social media, they can go to idahosports.com, click on the Game Streams tab at the top of the homepage, and watch the show there now on our site as well. So a lot of different ways that you can get this. And of course, if you like to listen to the podcast, um, this episode will be uploaded tomorrow in the Matt Chat Prepcast feed. You can subscribe to that wherever you download your podcasts, Google, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. All right, Jacob, thanks for hopping on tonight. I know you got to get back to it. So fatherhood never ends. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it only gets crazy, right? <laughs> yeah this, this is the easy part yeah. right yeah this is this is normal easy yeah, no terrible twos it just keeps getting better jacob yeah thank you i, I look forward you'll to have that. fun you'll have fun yeah oh, every day <laughs> for sure brian you got more comments in the chat tonight about that mustache just keep it going for next week <laughs> the 80s <season> is here <laughs> <laughs> yep and, and Al, again, thank you for all the hard work you did in, in writing up those season previews for every classification at idahosports.com. Really, we appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate all the coaches' input that I was able to get a hold of. So thank everyone. 
Yep, for sure. All right. And remember, tomorrow morning on IdahoSports.com, first rankings of the year, team rankings, individual rankings for every classification, every weight class as well. So for Jacob and Brian and Coach Al, I'm Brandon Bainey. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you back here again next week, 7 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Mountain for Matt Chat Prepcast on IdahoSports.com. Thanks.